0: What's good, everybody? It's Sean here with Gadget Reason Radio, and uh, today was the Google Pixel event. So just like I did a few weeks ago with the Apple iPhone 8 launch event, I'm gonna dedicate all of the time for today's tech download into talking about all things Google Pixel event related. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into this special edition of the tech download for Wednesday, October 4th, 2017. So one of the things that's been discussed quite a lot ever since Steve Jobs passed away is if Apple is continuing to lead the way in terms of product and tech innovations um, in the time since he's been gone. And you know, after watching today's Google Pixel event, you could definitely make the argument that they have fallen pretty far behind. You know, at first glance, uh, it looks like Google is now leading the way in terms of innovative products and uh, continuing to uh, improve upon existing product categories that we already use day in and day out. So. Let's take a look real quick at what exactly was announced at today's Google Pixel event. They announced quite a few different products besides just the uh, Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL. Um, But obviously leading the way were the two flagship tier smartphones from Google that are released now basically annually, which was the Pixel 2 and the Pixel 2 XL. And I'll get a little bit deeper into all the details behind those uh, later on in today's show. But um, on top of the two Pixel smartphones for the year, google also introduced a new pair of wireless earbuds to kind of compete with i guess airpods and they call them pixel buds which is you know (laughs) a laughable name Um, but um, they have a couple of really incredible features that are not available currently on something like the the airpods so the most notable feature of them is that they can do real-time language translation um, two-way so basically someone wearing the earbuds can uh, talk to someone and their Pixel phone will translate that uh, to whatever language you choose and then the other individual can speak into your phone um, in their native language, and it will get translated back to whatever language you wanted it to be translated into in, right in the earbuds. And that's a pretty innovative, pretty incredible feature, and seeing it happen real time was pretty impressive. Um, another new product that Google announced was the Home Mini and Home Max smart speakers. They also unveiled the new high-end Pixelbook laptop, which comes in at about $999 with an optional $100 uh, pen accessory or a or, uh, stylus accessory. And so it's basically kind of falling in line to compete with something like the uh, the Surface laptop from Microsoft. And then lastly, they unveiled a new miniature camera called the Clips Camera that can capture shareable moments in time, uh, video clips, live photo type images, as well as photos. And so they unveiled quite a few different products that can appeal to a pretty wide range of demographics. So um, let's go ahead and start breaking down some of what was announced. And we'll start off with the Pixel. Pixel 2 and the Pixel 2 XL, and some of the information behind the two big flagship smartphones for this year. Okay, so let's go ahead and start with the two big ones and get those out of the way. The Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL were probably some of the most hotly anticipated smartphones of the year. And uh, I think that most people will be pleasantly surprised or or at least be um, excited about the the announcement and not disappointed at least. So let's just start with the pricing and availability. So both the Pixel 2 and the Pixel 2 XL will be available to pre-order starting today with the rumored official launch date supposedly somewhere around November 15th. Now, as far as pricing goes, the standard size pixels so the non-xl version will come in a 64 or 128 gigabyte model and it comes in what they call just black clearly white or kind of blue are the three color options and the pricing on the new Pixel will be $649, which is also available for a $27 a month monthly fee for 24 months from Google financing, which is no interest as always. Or you can opt for the larger 128 gigabyte version, which is only available in just black or clearly white um, with the same financing options of 24 months at $31 a month for $749. Now, as was expected, the Pixel 2 XL is a much more expensive than last year. The price difference between the Pixel 2 and the Pixel 2 XL this year is 200 bucks. Now, the Pixel 2 XL will come in just black or a black and white version. And if you opt for the smaller 64 gigabyte size, you're looking at $849 or $35 a month through Google financing. And if you opt for the larger 128 gigabyte version, you'll be looking at $949 total or $39.54 a month for 24 months. So as you can see, the, uh, the pricing on the Google Pixel 2 XL Um, is definitely pretty close to uh, the the price of the iphone 10 so as i have mentioned before it looks like we all need to accept the fact that if you want the highest end version of any top tier flagship phone this year and probably going forward you're going to be looking at roughly around a thousand dollars or more so Um, I think that was pretty widely expected uh, by most people in the industry. So looking at the features of the two flagship phones, you're basically looking at the same Snapdragon 835, 4GB of RAM and 64 or 128GB storage options, and both phones are rocking a P-OLED display. Now the Pixel 2 keeps the same 1080p OLED panel as before, but the Pixel 2 XL is jumping up to a QHD 1440p display. So if you're a Pixel hunter and you love having the highest resolution display you can, you're obviously going to want to opt for the Pixel 2 XL. Now on the camera side of things, which is obviously a huge focal point of a Pixel phone, obviously last year's Pixel was touted as one, being one of the best smartphone cameras you could get. It had a had an extremely high DxO mark score, and uh, it was just generally considered to be one of the best cameras in everyday use and it seems like Google is trying to keep that trend going with the Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL. The new 12 megapixel camera is rocking an f1.7 aperture and built-in optical image stabilization so it should provide an incredible experience and Google was quick to point out that it has received the highest DxO Mark score of any smartphone camera to date with a score of 98. Now while that sounds incredibly impressive and it's definitely something to boast about it's also worth mentioning that both the latest version of the Samsung Galaxy Note and the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus also received really high scores from DxO Mark of 94. So when you look at it from that perspective, you're trying to really uh, pixel peep when you're talking about what the difference between a 94 and a 98 score might actually be. It's also worth mentioning that the DxO Mark scores are actually given by a real human being, so there is a little bit of personal preference or maybe even bias that can go into those scores. So um, you know, from for my eyes, it's always been really hard to tell the difference between you know, any cameras that are ranked within five to seven points of each other. And if anything, you know it might be one shortcoming here and one uh, extra benefit there. And it's usually just one or two things that separate the two scores. So um, I think it's worth noting that the Pixel 2 and Pixel 2 XL will have a phenomenal camera, I have no doubt, um, but just how much better they actually are than say something like the iPhone 10 or the iPhone 8 and A plus is yet to be seen. So that's the main overview of the pricing, specs, and availability for the two new flagship phones from Google. Um, If you guys are interested, I went ahead and pre-ordered the 128 gigabyte Pixel 2 XL. So you guys can expect a full review on that as soon as I get it in my grubby little hands. If you guys have any questions or comments about these in the meantime, leave me a comment or call in and let me know. Another product that Google announced that got quite a bit of attention and time given to it was the new uh, high-end Pixelbook laptop, which retails for $999, with an additional stylus or pen that you can purchase for $99 in addition to that. Now, this is an interesting product for me because while it is fairly high-end in terms of its specs and the build quality looks pretty nice, there's just the issue of exactly who is this product gonna be for. If you're in the market for a small sleek and slim laptop that gets pretty good battery life and you want to spend about a thousand dollars right now your best choice no matter what platform you typically tend to uh, you know sort of gravitate to is really the new surface book laptop or the surface laptop I'm sorry because the surface laptop is a beautifully designed product with a gorgeous screen and uh, gets great battery life, it's an instant-on type of machine, but it runs full-blown Windows, which means that you have plenty of options with which to run different types of software. With something like a uh, any type of a pixel-based thing, anything that runs on Chrome OS, The Pixel Books, the Chromebooks—you're really just relying on web-based applications. So you're going to be using a lot of probably Google Drive-based stuff, um, Google Docs, and um, you know those things have gotten a lot better over the years. But there's certainly nothing that would compare with something like uh, you know Microsoft Word or Excel, or even something like Pages or Numbers from Apple, which may not be in line in terms of features and and functions as the full-blown Office suite from Microsoft, but it's certainly a step above what I've experienced using just google docs and the uh the excel sheets and and uh, word processing that's available through them you know as far as the specs go you know you're getting a lot of bang for your buck when it comes to the new pixel book you're getting a core i5 processor uh 8 gigabytes of ram and 128 gigabytes of storage as well as a 12.3 inch display the display is a three to two aspect ratio and has some pretty big bezels which is a little bit of a bummer the Pixelbook laptop does have two USB-C ports for charging and or accessories. And one cool feature is that if you're using a Pixel phone and you tether it uh, directly with a USB-C cable, it will automatically use your Pixel phone for data access. So giving it uh, you know wireless access on the go without having to set up anything or or change any settings in the uh, Pixelbook itself. So that's pretty cool. Um, but you know again, I think it really just comes down to you know understanding who exactly would be in the market for something that costs a thousand dollars, but has a pretty limited range of software available to it. In terms of the pen or stylus accessory that's available, it's gonna be $99 and it does run on AAA batteries, which is a little disappointing. It also means that it is not based on Wacom technology because uh, Wacom technology-based styluses like the ones for the Surface or for any Wacom tablet don't require battery power at all. The pen apparently has just 10 milliseconds of latency and it will support both pressure sensitivity as well as tilt controls given all that information if you're still someone who's interested in the pixel book there's one other thing that you should keep in mind about the price and that is the fact that the $999 price tag is just for the base model the top tier version of the pixel book will come in at $1,649 which puts it squarely in line with something like a mid-tier surface laptop or a even an Apple MacBook so you know for my personal preference something that's running on Chrome OS just doesn't justify that kind of pricing but I am definitely curious to see how consumers respond to this once available and see what kind of sales Google gets from it. Um, But if you're somebody who might be interested in a device like this, or it seems intriguing to you, leave me a comment or call in and let me know. So as I mentioned in the opening, Google is finally taking aim at Apple's AirPods with their own wireless earbuds called the Google Pixel Buds. Now, horrible name aside, uh, these things sound pretty amazing. Uh, I would say as far as the design goes, they're kind of ugly. Um, you know, it, everybody everybody made fun of the, uh, the Apple AirPods when they first came out as looking like the earpods with just the wires cut off the bottom but all in all though they're a pretty sleek and stylish looking design these are uh, kind of interesting they're just these round sort of little miniature button looking things that uh, I'm not sure how the uh, how the earpiece part is going to fit in and stay into people's ears like i have a hard time keeping earbuds in my ear as it is. So one of the biggest problems that I have with my Jaybird X2s is constantly finding the the exact right comply ear foam tips that will fit in my ear and keep them in there securely so they don't fall out. And I absolutely have to rely on the uh, the ear wings to help keep them in during something like a workout. So I didn't see anything from the, uh, the Google Pixel Buds images that would kind of tell you how that's all gonna work. But essentially, Google is relying on one of its coolest features to distinguish it from all the other wireless earbuds on the market. And that is the fact that it has built-in real-time two-way language translation uh, in 40 different languages. And if you're thinking that this sounds like something from like a sci-fi movie, then you'd be 100% right because that's pretty much what it looked like on the demo that was done on stage. Uh, basically, you know, someone was speaking directly to another person who had the earbuds in, and then the earbuds would translate that into her language, and then she would speak. Uh, she was speaking in Swedish, and it would translate via her phone to the person listening via speakerphone. So uh, it was pretty amazing to see it translate in real time. And obviously, it was an on-stage demo. We don't really know the uh, the facts behind how it was all working, but it looked incredible and uh, that definitely would be something that is incredibly powerful and beneficial to someone who travels internationally or anything else. The other thing that's cool about these is that they don't actually require the new Pixel 2 phones to function. Any any Android phone that has Google Assistant will work with the uh, the translation feature of the Pixel Buds. So uh, all in all, I, I we don't know anything about sound quality. We don't know anything about any of the specifics around the types of drivers they're using or the technology that they're using for the audio quality but the translation feature alone could almost make them worth the $160. And being that that's the same price that Apple is asking for AirPods, it's, um, it's a pretty compelling uh, price proposition. It's also one of those things, like I mentioned earlier, that could kind of make you think that Apple really is falling behind in terms of innovation, because this is easily something that you would have expected coming from, from Apple a few years ago. And uh, now it, may, it makes the announcement of the AirPods seem a little bit silly. Like, This is something that could have easily been incorporated into the AirPods and would have made them really the the first on the market to do something like this and really made them stand out. But obviously, uh, it looks like Google has beat them to it. And... uh, most of the other features that are in the AirPods now seem kind of superficial. Now, don't get me wrong. I love just about everything about the AirPods, and the technology that's in them is actually pretty amazing. The fact that it um, automatically will transfer or switch to any device that you pick up that is an, an iOS-based or Apple device, that's really cool. Um, the fact that you don't have to go through a lot of pairing options and all these different things to get them set up. The fact that they uh, instantly trans- transfer between one earbud to another, depending on which one you take out. Um, all that stuff is phenomenal and the Siri integration is great, but basically now Google is offering something that has just about all of those same features, but adds in this incredible real-time language translation. So yeah, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. I thought this was easily one of the most impressive things of the entire Google event. Um, so leave me a comment or call in and let me know if you think this is pretty amazing and, or if you think it's something that you could actually see yourself using. Um, and uh, yeah, just leave me a comment or call in and let me know. One other interesting product that was kind of something new that we haven't seen from Google before was the announcement of the Google Clips camera now this is another one that's a little bit of an oddity I'm not really sure if this is going to be something that consumers kind of jump all over there's already so many different options that we have for capturing images or video um, but the main selling point that Google is trying to drive home with this is it's great for those certain opportunities where you can't always be there to capture a specific moment and uh, there was a story that I read of, of one of the Google employees giving an example showing off a live photo so a, a photo with a slight video animation of uh, her nephew and her son reading a book together. And every time she would go outside to capture the photo you know, personally they would stop doing what they were doing. So instead she placed the Google clips camera down and then went back in the house and left them on the porch or whatever they were doing. And, uh, and so obviously then they went back to doing what they were doing when no one was watching and she was able to capture that moment. This is a pretty niche and obscure example. I mean, yes, there's definitely times where, you know, you might want to capture something that you can't always capture. And and Google definitely seemed to be focusing, uh, on the market being for people with children or pets that don't always cooperate with a photo op, uh, opportunity, So, um, you know, again, I, I just, it's interesting. And I really would have to see the quality of the video photos and whatever in person to see exactly um, how much benefit something like this would have. But, you know, it's cool that, that Google's bringing out a new product category or a new product that they've never experimented with before. And I give them props for that. So outside of that, the only other real announcements of note were the, uh, the new Google home accessories, um, which I mentioned earlier. You know, I made a comment the other day about uh, how many Amazon Echo devices do we need? And it seems like Google is just following suit with just adding two more Google Home devices. So the Google Mini is definitely a direct competitor to something like the Amazon Echo Dot. Uh, The mini is $49. It's available for pre-order today. It comes in three different colors, chalk, charcoal, and coral. And it has that same fabric design that the Google Home has had since it was initially uh, announced. So it has all the usual features that you would expect from any Google Home device or product. The other one is the Google Home Max, which is a pretty substantial hefty looking um, device that has uh, stereo speakers with two 4.5 inch woofers and a couple of tweeters um, inside each individual unit. And uh, the interesting thing about these is that it seems to be getting marketed a little bit more to compete with something like a Sonos speaker. Obviously, it's still meant to be spoken to like any other Google Home product, but you can purchase two of them and pair them together to create uh, sound separation or stereo sound as if they were, you know, two bookshelves speakers now you know all of this stuff being said i think that you know it's great that google is continuing to be competitive in the home automated space and and uh you know all that smart home stuff but you know again how many how many of these products do we need it seems like some of these could just be replacements for an older version rather than continuing to add more and more of these amazon echo or google home products into the lineups And so, yeah, that's pretty much the highlights of everything that was announced at today's Google Pixel event. I'll probably drill down a little bit more into all of them as these products start to become available and uh, I get some hands-on time with them. But, yeah, for the most part, that was pretty much all you guys needed to know. If you guys have some questions or comments at all about something that you saw that you thought was interesting, leave me a comment or call in or let me know. Those are always appreciated. But other than that, that's going to do it for this special edition of The Tech Download. Thanks for listening, and I will catch you guys tomorrow.